Hello and welcome to comic book. <laughs> Hello and welcome to movie phone. <laughs> no. Hello and welcome to comic book junto episode one hundred. Hey, I'm your host Octavius A. Newman. I am a geek culture philosopher, and I'm here with my co-host Adam J. Tetteris. Just going all the way back, last to the classic naming of things. It is the centennial. This is the one hundredth episode they said it couldn't be done they said we wouldn't make it past 25 nah we did it. who said that jokes on you we still alive who said that i mean they no oh, they they the royal they well they didn't believe in us uh-huh. like i believe in you right they didn't want us to have a hundred episodes right they didn't want cbj to exist in the first place right right uh dj khaled i like that yeah that whole thing yeah exactly i yeah. like it but I mean, truth be told, we are well over 100 episodes yeah. of Comic Book Junto via one shots and origin stories and da da da. da. Mm-hmm. But as far as like the main story, the what, mm-hmm. what do we call this in comic book? I don't, yeah, the main story is like the uh, the, the the core storyline, the yeah. campaign. Yeah, no spinoffs, the non spinoff. Mm-hmm. This is the 100th episode of Comic Book Junto, the canonical. Comic book Junto. Yeah, I don't know how many episodes we really have completely, but I have to count them up sometime. Yeah, but yeah, we got a lot of them. But shout out to everybody who's actually listened to us a hundred times. Yeah, talking nonsense mm-hmm. and trash, and mm-hmm. even in a lot of ways, like our life has been recorded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. For the past couple of years and such. Because let's face the truth, you and I want to have these conversations anyway, right? And because we can't have these conversations all the time around anyone. Mm-hmm. We are forced to come here and have them and, in front of everyone <laughs> and do this. Right, exactly. So it is. It is with a chosen audience uh, to to all of the members of the Junto for everybody who has supported us and listened to us and left us voicemails and sent us emails and mm-hmm. tweeted at mm-hmm. us and hit us up on Facebook and said, "Is the show dead?" And then we said, "Give us two months. <laughs> we'll be right back." The after whole these thing, messages after these messages the whole thing everybody who made this show possible a uh, possible yeah possible i'm tripping over yeah, uh, i do want to say possible i want to give you time to to get yours together but because this is the 100th okay episode, go go for it we do need to reintroduce ourselves yeah every every podcast is somebody's first every podcast did you is add more first. do you have a hundred I, d- I don't have a hundred. Did you add more just now? Was I, that what you were doing? Were you sitting here? Yeah, well, I was just... I was, just <laughs> I was and I just want you to know, Adam was sitting here clicking and clacking on his computer. Yeah, Octavius I'm like, is, you ready to go? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm ready. Click, 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 Yeah, yeah, I was like <laughs> hacking in a, a movie from the early 2000s. Yeah. 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 He's, he's hacking into the mainframe. I couldn't help it. I just needed to choose a, a, a couple okay. that I haven't used in a little while. Okay. So, let me introduce myself. My name is your boy, A-Tet, a.k.a. Gimme Gamora That, a.k.a. Living La Vida Low-Key, a.k.a. Kodak Black Adam, a.k.a. 21 Savage Dragon, a.k.a. Yeah. Star-Lord Pretty Flacco Jody, a.k.a. <laughs> Team Rocket Blasting Off One Mo Gin, a.k.a. Old Man Thing Logan. That's good. Is that mm-hmm. new? Or is that, you, that been around It had to have come out sometime. Old Man Thing Logan? Mm-hmm. This I got. Is, a, I have an entire column of just man thing related. I believe you. Yeah, Judge Dredd Salas. You don't want none of that. I don't want. You it. don't want. None leave. Of that. Leave that. Le, le, play. Leave it where it lays. <laughs> and I guess again, every podcast, somebody's first. So some folks don't know who I'm is. Okay, oh, they don't yeah, know. They don't yourself. know who I am. So I will introduce myself. Let them know. I am Octavius A. Newman, but I go by other names. Mm. Some of those names are Killer Croctavius. 
Adam gave me that one. Mm-hmm. AKA Brat Panther, AKA Candy Kingpin. There's a story behind that one. Mm-hmm. But I won't get into that right now. Stick around, you're gonna like it. <laughs> uh Show Nuff Assassin. Microphone check one two face twenty one savage land ain't nothing sweet Christmas mm. you know we do we are in the season right now yeah we that, really are that also is a name I go by red black and green lantern chainsaw Guerrero Finn Godzilla um, Ultron magnetic funk Doctor Doom Ash catch a body you know what I'm saying because uh-huh. you never know all right that's I do get down like that Bed uh-huh. Rockefeller Space Ghost in the Shell you know what I mean ah I got, I got a couple of them Space joints Ghost in the Shell a couple of them joints you know I like what I mean that. I got trillium and gamma rays inside my DNA as well. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a couple of things you should do. One Punch Man Man, Shades of uh, Grey Hulk oh. as well. Oh. 50 Shades of Grey Hulk. 50 Shades of Grey Hulk. I mean, there's a couple <laughs> names. There's a couple things that, depending upon my environment and whom I'm around, mm. there's a couple of names that I might respond to. Let me ask you this. So that's just, uh, hold on, Bad and Buju Bantan as Ooh. well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Samurai Black, Cash Money taking over for the 99 and 2000 Space Odyssey as well. Uh-huh. That's another, I'm just going to leave it at that one. Okay. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Uh, over 100 episodes of doing this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, here and there, we don't do AKAs every single episode. But Not all the time. Right. Uh, do you have any AKAs in your list that you definitely wrote down? And you definitely regret, like, nah, that that's not a good one. I'm looking at the list here. Is regret? One. Yeah. Um, I don't know about regret. No. Just maybe some that just ain't as funny. Yeah, there's some that just don't work. I have a couple in my list that just don't work. What's that? Uh, well, there, it's clear to me that I was inspired by uh, Damn when mm-hmm. Damn came out because I just got a whole <laughs> string of right. them. Right. Right. And there's a there's a couple in there that I just don't think work. There's a good one. How about this? Bishop don't kill my vibe. Bishop that works nah. a little bit. I also just got my death stroke just went viral. That doesn't really work. Yeah, and that's also going to date you too. Yeah, that is going to date me. Uh, so that some of these not good. Kendrick Lamartian Manhunter. That's, that's good. good. That's, that's good. good. Hold on to that one. Uh, Cocaine quarter piece got War Machine inside my DNA. I don't know about uh, that. One. I, don't I don't think know. so. Don't have legs. Just, just like you know. Oh, try too it out, soon. Try I it shouldn't out have said else. that about uh, War War Machine, and then I say, uh, "Oops." Yeah. Well, it, uh, it'll be okay. Yeah. So they're not all good. They're not all winners. But what are you going to do? But this is our 100th actual episode of regular Kampuk Junto. Mm-hmm. So in this episode, because of the holiday season, because of Christmas, we want to talk about some of our favorite things of 2018. That's right. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, if you are like us, you've been spending some time on the internet. In the month of December, we're getting ready for 2019. So you keep seeing the best of, the best of, the best of. And uh, I think we have done this kind of regularly around this time of year. We share some of our favorite things from the year. And some of us have taken the time to collect all of those things within a neatly ordered list. Mm -hmm. And others, pure chaos. Okay. Uh, Octavius has a neatly ordered list, I'm sure. And I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to hold it all together. It's a lot of good stuff came out in 2018, yes. man. A lot and, of, and so lot when, of it, when it all things. comes down to it, I was going through uh, all of the movies, the, the video games, the comics, the TV shows that came out in 2018. And a lot of the times I was thinking, oh man, that I, I didn't even remember that came out in 2018. Yeah. That's going on the list. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like... I'm a kid at the candy store who just got his arms full of candy and his candy dropping out. I can't contain it all. I'm using the bottom of my sweatshirt to try to scoop it all up, but it's falling out all over the place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. So we're going to talk about some of that stuff. Um, I'd like to push that to the end of the show. You okay with that? Yeah, sure. In the meantime, a couple things went down in the past two weeks since we've been with you last. And we want to go into a couple of those things and talk about just a few of them. So first thing first, let's just deal with what's most important. Grover's on Sesame Street cussing. Well, hey. Grover is out here. (laughs) I don't know who's voicing Grover, and I don't know who's out here doing the stuff. But Grover... Is out here potentially cussing up a storm. Uh, in 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 Grover's defense, uh, Sesame Street first aired in 1969. Right, so we are here mm-hmm. celebrating our 100th episode. Right, Grover has been out here since 69. Mm-hmm. All right, he should know better. He's no, he's tired. <laughs> I'm saying, give that give that monster a break. Give that monster a break. You should know better. Yeah, he is cussing on Sesame Street. No, he's not really cussing on Sesame Street. It sounds like. Grover dropped the F-bomb. Now, you know, because I have a little human in my household, Sesame Street is a regular <laughs> regular part of our daily media diet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, my little one loves Sesame Street. Yeah. So, but I have not seen this episode, and if I have, maybe I just let it slide past me. Uh-huh. What did you think, what did you say it sounded like? Uh, I think he says something like, that sounds like a great idea. Yeah. But he says it with a, a certain speed. Yeah. So it sounds like he's saying, that's a fucking great idea. Yeah. And it's it, it just happens so quickly. You said you, you thought it sounded like the, 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 the dirty version until I... Until you said it. And then I listened right. to it again and I was like, oh, yeah, that's not what he's saying. Yeah. But it's just a funny thing to put out there looking at what's going on. Of course, the internet's like, whoa, what, what, what? I always knew it. Isn't this always a thing, though? It, like, wasn't there a minion toy in a Happy Meal box that sounded like you were saying the F word? So they had to take that minion toy off the shelf. They're not going to take Grover off the shelf. They're not going to go back and look at, No, you know, Grover is bringing too much money. It does surprise me, though. I would have thought it would be Oscar the Grouch, right? Like, I'm pretty sure they put him in a trash can because he's cussing all day long. He lives in trash. Grover... Maybe he's cussing because he's in the trash. (laughs) You know what? Grover is a superhero in Sesame Street. He's got Super Grover. Mm -hmm. And this is what it looks like when DC does a gritty reboot of Super Grover. Of Grover. He's cussing out here. His mom's name is Martha. Mm. He's snapping people's necks. Mm-hmm. He's on DCU streaming surface, killing people and saying, fuck Big Bird. Yeah, the whole thing. <laughs> it's nasty. Grover's taking a turn for the worse. <laughs> so yeah, you can check that out. The, I'm the, done living in the shadows. The the video for that's out there if you want to check up, check that out if you care about that. Uh-huh. Um, this Men in Black International trailer. Yeah, I watched that. What do you think of that? We got Chris Hemsworth. We have Tessa Thompson. They are the new Men in Black, and they're doing their thing. And I watched the trailer, and I'm excited about the concept. And I must say, the trailer is a little boring. Yeah. I, think. I, I felt it was a little... Uh, Eh. It doesn't really bring anything new apart from the casting, which right, is great. Right, which we, which I love. Which I love. But beyond that, it doesn't really bring anything new to me. You have to understand, and I'm sure you do, coming off of Spider-Verse, it's like everything's got to compare against yep, in a lot excellence, of ways. true excellence. And by the way, I saw Spider-Verse a third time. I've seen it three times now. I've seen... Into the Spider-Verse one, two, three times in theaters, which is crazy. And I'm trying to remember the last time I saw a movie three times. I, too, have seen Spider-Verse three times. Still good. It's Each awesome. time. It's awesome every time. I notice new things every time. Mm-hmm. And um, 
ultimately I well we'll get we'll get more into Spider Verse later on, but um, it's definitely on my list, my top ten list. Oh, indeed, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Men in Black International looks good. I'm definitely going to see it. I like the idea of Tessa Thompson and another person that she's worked with in a Marvel movie always teaming up. Like, it's great to see her and Michael B. Jordan in Creed, in Creed Two, right? Because mm-hmm. you know that the two of them have. The, the Marvel Cinematic Universe between them. So I, I love the idea of Valkyrie and Thor teaming up once again, and this time doing the Men in Black thing. I uh, would love to see Will Smith show up in that movie. I would love it if maybe he would just walk off the set of Aladdin. Maybe Will Smith just leave the Aladdin movie mm-hmm. and make sure that you find yourself in the new Men in Black. That'd be great. Well, I Because mean- what, this Aladdin thing gone too far. Tell me more. Tell too me, far, too far. What do you mean it's going too far? That hair. It's a, it's genie. Yeah. Some things I think when when you take it from the cartoon into uh, uh, real world, I'm using quotation marks. When you take a cartoon, you turn it into a live action movie. Some things just don't work. And Will Smith with that hair look, he looks crazy. And the genie, but he's not blue either. And so there's that. Well, slow down here. Is that? I did read. I did read that it's going to be just fine. And I have another thing. Sonic don't look like that. Ken, Sonic don't look. I'm I'm used to arguing with Ken, (laughs) Adam. Shout out to you, Ken, for taking the flack so bad that (laughs) in Octavius's mind, as soon as he launches an attack, it's on you. Uh, Yeah, I'm. I I gotta be honest. I'm I'm not super stoked for an Aladdin uh, live action movie. Okay, that's just me. Um, I do think uh, Will Smith looks funny. Yeah, I mean... He looks funny. Sure. I find him he's, funny looking. He's dressed up like a genie in a live-action Disney movie. That's right. I mean, like, what do you want? I don't know. Like, what did you expect him to look like? Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? I don't know. I don't I don't have a problem with it. Like, when I saw it, I was like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, that's Will Smith in Aladdin. Sure. Like, he wasn't going to have on Jordan's. I read that he will be blue. Yeah, when he that from what I Eventually. read, that's his human form. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, he'll mostly be CG, uh-huh. and he will be blue. Yeah, so he's gonna be fine. That makes sense. I think it's gonna be. Cool. We have to. We have to see a trailer. You got to see a move. Yeah. Once move. I see the trailer, then I'll just go on about my life. Yeah. What you What you think about the uh, Hellboy trailer? Uh, you know, I'm excited about Hellboy. I'm excited about David Harbor. I like him in Stranger Things. And the new Hellboy seems to have great visuals. I'm really excited about the, the monsters. There are a lot of monsters in there that look really cool. One of my favorite characters from the Hellboy universe, from the like BPRD universe, apparently is in the film as well. I don't know if it's a spoiler, but I saw his name in IMDb. Mm-hmm. I won't say it. But I will say that the the same actor played Sandman in Spider-Man 3. So I think it's good casting for this character. I'm really stoked to see him. Um, another trailer where I felt like, eh, because David Harbour's lines as Hellboy, kind of flat to me. What did you think? I mean, I thought the trailer was like, okay. I don't know, man. Like a lot of these, a lot of the movies that I have on my list for my top 10 list of 2018 are movies that made me feel stuff. Yeah. And I'm noticing that a lot of movies are not making me feel as much. Yeah. They're kind of just like, okay, you know, this is a, this is a spectacle. This is a thing, you know, there's some 
cool visuals. And that's what the Hellboy trailer gave me. It gave me some cool visuals. The big giant red guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he's got the fist and it's good for smashing stuff. Sure. You know, and he's got a bad attitude. And you're like, all right, cool. You know, like sure. it looks like it's going to be what I expect it to be. A good cheeseburger. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you want a good burger, you go to the burger spot and you get a burger. But that's not like a chef's table experience like when you're watching the show on Netflix. Yeah. Those are rare. It's rare that you get a six nine course meal that lasts two hours and you're having great conversation da, 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 da. like some places it's not candy but it's you know man you, you want a good slice of pizza yeah let's go you know what i mean and that's how i feel about like have you seen aquaman yet not yet no that's, that mean that's how i felt about aquaman aquaman all right it's cool i am looking forward to seeing aquaman yeah i really am i so the, the i guess the thing that i'm concerned about with hellboy when i think of hellboy especially as far as the movies go i think of ron perlman Ron Perlman is Hellboy. And we all have that thing, right? Like you, you've you talked about your Batman, mm-hmm. and Batman is the animated series Batman. And Kevin talk- Conroy, that's his voice, right. voice I hear. And your Joker, it's Heath Ledger, or it's Mark, Mark Hamill. Hamill. And you, know, you, you have these iconic mm-hmm. takes, right? And so it's a challenge when someone steps into those shoes, especially if they haven't really been explored all that often by many actors. This is not like right. a James Bond situation where everybody's playing right. Batman. So um, in this situation, you have David Harbour going toe-to-toe with the original Hellboy. We, a lot of us were introduced mm-hmm. to Ron Perlman. And what I'm seeing in the trailer, and it's not much to judge, but what I'm seeing is David Harbour is basically doing an impersonation of Ron Perlman's Hellboy. And you so think what, so? I, that's what it felt like. What I want to see in the movie, and what I'm really hoping more scenes will flesh out, is a different angle on the same character. You know, the, a different take. What if he were like this? What if he were more sad or nonchalant than grumpy or something? I don't, I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm interested to see, in seeing what a new actor brings as far as a vision goes. Mm-hmm. But the trailer can't possibly do justice. I'm very excited about the movie regardless because the movie has dope monsters and it's honestly all I want. That's it. I just want dope monsters. So I'm in. I'm well yeah, I'm in. Which reminds me. Okay. Del Toro. Guillermo Del Toro mm-hmm. says mm-hmm. that he would do an MCU movie. I saw that. However, it has to be a monster from the Marvel universe. And you know what that means. Swamp thing. Okay, now, Joe, cancel the show. <laughs> We're going to pay you uh, your fees for the final episode. We do appreciate your time doing all 100 episodes, 100 plus. But that's it. That's the run of the show. CBJ was fun. It was fun. You're going to have to find your own kid. <laughs> it's not Swamp Thing. Yeah, it's not Swamp Thing. I want it to be Man Thing. Of course yeah, it can be Man yeah, Thing. Yeah, I mean, listen, you know, like there's more man, more and more Man Thing in the Marvel comics nowadays. Yeah, he's showing up all over the and place. And we've already seen Man Thing in Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Not seen him, but we saw him on that totem. His face is in there. It was uh, the best movie of 2018 because Man Thing was in that movie. And, uh, well, you know, well, it's, it's possible. Anything is possible. Uh, well, Sure. Yeah, thank you for going along with me on that journey. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. So Del Probable, Toro though. might do an MCU movie. Might, could. 
And it, he says he wants to do a monster, which makes sense. What other monster is there? Because there's a whole like. Oh, he could do lots. You know, he I'm, honestly. How mad are you going to be if he doesn't do man thing? <laughs> I, I won't be mad because I have zero expectation. And in fairness, Marvel has already done a man thing movie. So Marvel has MCU hasn't. But yeah, you're right. MCU hasn't. So technically, anything that's not the MCU, it's kind of like, did this really happen? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Del Toro. We, we can't forget Del Toro has made a Marvel movie about a monster. He made Blade Two mm. before everybody. So Blade Two, and, and for me, Blade Two is still an excellent movie. I love Blade Two. It's super fun. It's very Del Toro. It's very Hellboy movie, and. um it's not like he's inexperienced as far as this goes. He's already dipped his pen. So I would love to see Blade come back, in truth. Um, I don't know if Del Toro should do Blade. It should probably be somebody else by now. But I would love to see Man-Thing come to the cinematic universe. Speaking of the MCU, mm-hmm. speaking of Marvel, mm-hmm. word on the street is that the deal between Marvel and Fox is supposed to be finalized by the last week of January in 2019. Mm. Word on the street. Okay. And Bob Iger has also said that Kevin Feige will be the one who's in charge of Fantastic Four and the X-Men and bringing them in. Uh So the word is, this is the word, there's no facts here, this is the word, is that the production, you know, on those properties could start as early as mid-2019. Yeah. Yeah, that would be amazing. So that's, that's not far. That yeah. is not doesn't far. mean internet don't hear Octavia said we're getting a Fantastic <laughs> Four or an X-Men mutant movie in yeah. 2020. That's not what I said. Yeah. What I said was these are rumors. This is what's floating around out there. Yeah. Uh well, either way, we are we are approaching something great, right? I I, I was only just reminded this afternoon the new mutants movie is still coming out at some point in time and the new mutants movie was a horror movie take on the x-men right i i would love to see that so i want to start seeing those variations in movies and stories that we see in theaters and uh again i have to say it spider-verse has lifted everything up Mm -hmm. the beginning of the year in february black panther lifted the bar yeah at the end of the year spider-verse lifted the bar yeah everything is getting lifted up so we need to start seeing movies try new things take new risks tell new stories different variations of stories that we already know in more creative ways. Mm-hmm. So it's it's all good stuff, man. We we are really reaching the advent of the best stuff there is. Yes. I hope. Speaking of hoping and speaking of the best stuff, yeah. I really hope that Us by Jordan Peele is amazing. Because that trailer for Us dropped on Christmas Day, yeah. mind you. <laughs> yeah. Like the most wonderful time of the year, mm-hmm. spending time with your family, and then here comes Jordan Peele uh-huh. giving you a suspense horror. I got five on it. Gotta believe the streams for five on it have gone through the roof. Yeah. Yeah. You I, uh, I mean? Spotify, I got five on it. Lupe's is, is having their moment again, which is... L- is it, isn't it Looney's? Looney's. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looney's. Yeah. Is that how it's pronounced? Looney's. That's how I always, always pronounce it. Looney's. Yeah. Uh, it's really exciting. It's very. What do you exciting. think of that trailer? Oh, it's terrifying. I watched it twice back to back. First of all, why are you doing that? Well, Second of all, I didn't even. I, I stopped halfway through. 
Did you? Yeah, because I'm like, enough, enough, enough. You got everything Cause you, need. you started Because they started showing me shots mm. from the movie. And I was like, no, 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 Jordan. Oh, I don't... what do you mean? They're all shots from the right, movie. Right, but I had gotten enough. Uh-huh. I was like, okay, that's what this movie is about. Sure. Got it. Yeah. Done. And then I started recognizing, they were just kind of like, bah, bah, scene, scene, scene. And this I was like, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't want to see all of those things. Like, I want to see this because... They were all out of context, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and it was creepy stuff. And it seemed like stuff that's like, I want to see this in the context of the movie. I don't want to know all. I don't want to recognize anything. Yeah. You know? I understand that. Yeah. So, meanwhile, I'm very happy. Have you seen over on Twitter, a lot of people are really dissecting that trailer, picking it apart. Every frame really? is something. And there's something interesting that I, I was thinking about. Um, one, I noticed that, right? And I was thinking, wow, people are really picking this apart. Obviously, the success of Jordan Peele's directorial debut Mm -hmm. and Get Out Mm -hmm. means that people are really paying attention and paying close attention because Get Out had a lot of true horror movie terror and also a really sharp commentary of the state of society and blackness in America. And there's this there's this dissection happening, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of accounts that I follow are picking it apart. But for some reason, and I wasn't totally sure why, for some reason I was kind of annoyed by it. Like, do, Tell we, me more. Ha- do we have to pull this all apart? Can we just wait? Well, for what do you mean? Because you know I didn't look at all that. So yeah, so, what's you going know, on? Every frame, every image, the colors, the this, the the things that everybody was wearing, the framing of scenes, you know, who's in the center of it, the 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 general premise of the movie. Mm-hmm. We are our our we are our worst enemy. Mm-hmm. The like clones or shadow selves or whatever mm-hmm. is going mm-hmm. on, right? So I'm, I'm very excited. I can't wait to yeah. figure out what is all that about. So as I, as I was reading through all these dissections, I was thinking like I don't want. I, a little blackout congregation is happening inside of me and basically saying, like, you don't want all of this. Don't pick it apart yet. This isn't it. That'd be like reading the synopsis on the back of the book and saying, this is what it's all about, every frame. Yeah. And I understand at the same time, folks are excited, extremely excited. And this is no different from when the Avengers Endgame trailer comes out and every website that I go on frequently has a entire article about what every scene means you know but this one carries deeper implications because maybe this is commentary on the state of the world that is i cannot wait to see what this is very excited i mean the hashtag is one of the hashtags for us is watch yourself watch yourself yeah so it's just like yeah i mean i just have high high hopes and expectations for jordan peele he's i mean and what he's done, you got Lupita Nyong'o in this. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, Winston Duke in Winston this. Winston Duke, you I'm very know, excited about like, that. And just a creepy situation where I don't know what the heck is going on. My man Tim Heidecker from Tim and Eric uh, makes a cameo in there. I didn't even see. He's that. on the beach. He says, "I bought a boat." And it's Tim Heidecker, Philly native. Hmm. What it is? That's exciting. Also a comedian, so I imagine that him and uh, Jordan Peele know each other in that circuit. I guess, you know, comedy. I, I mean, I, I guess, and also think part of what you're saying about, man, people are dissecting the trailer and every scene, da, 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 da. No, 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 you don't want to do this. And I'm like, of course not. 
it, that's like a that goes without saying. Of course, mm-hmm. you don't want to do that because I don't want to do that with anything. Sure, you sure. know. But yeah. I can also understand where you're coming from because you don't subscribe to that as like tightly as I do. Mm-hmm. It's more of a like a loose thing. Mm-hmm. So for me, anybody who's sitting here breaking down a trailer frame by frame is just like, come on, man, mm-hmm. love yourself. Yeah, like don't don't take away your own joy. Sure, you know what I'm saying. Part well, of, for for some people, this is their joy. You know, part of really it, yeah. belaboring that stuff. I don't believe in that. All I'm saying is it's it's a little it feels early to be making any of those really deep analysis calls on the trailer, right? Because the, every scene is beautiful and the trailer itself is beautifully done and it is in in artistry unto itself to make a trailer as powerful and and effective as that. There are very good commercials for movies and there are very crappy ones. Sometimes for the same movie, the uh Captain Marvel movie coming out from Marvel. I didn't see that second trailer. First trailer, terrific. Second trailer, what is you doing? Really? So, yeah. Yeah. And it's it's peculiar that way, you know, the way that you put it together with the yeah. pace and the, the Cutting a trailer punch. is an art in, its, in and of itself. Absolutely. And so I'm, I'm stoked, but I, I know the fervor right now is at a point where the expectation is going to be, this is Get Out 2. This is... Okay. You know what I mean? Big thing that I want to point out that I read, this is not Get Out 2. Yeah. And this is not a movie about race. Which is what Jordan Peele says. Where, where Get Out specifically was. It mm. was about race. Yeah. This movie, Us, is not about that. Sure. It's a completely different topic. Sure. So, you know what I mean? I'm, I mean, I'm just I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Do we know when this comes out? Because I didn't watch the trailer long enough to see. Uh, yes, indeed. This comes out March 15th. Oh, okay. So, not... Long, it's coming out in March. Not long at all. We're 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 getting there. It's almost January. It's almost 2019. In just a few months, and we're there. Us looks fantastic. Yes. I can't wait to see what the significance is of those gold scissors on the right. movie poster. What is that? I don't know. Don't want to know yet, but I, I want to know mm-hmm. in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so one last thing I want to throw at you that has to do with the holiday season. Something yes. new that I found out. So. You've seen Home Alone, I'm assuming. Oh, of course. You know the movie Angels with Filthy Souls that Kevin McAllister is watching? Yes. Keep the change, you filthy animal. Yep, 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 yep. Do you know that's not a real movie? I did not know that. Really? That is not a real movie. What is the name of the movie? Um, it is Angels with Filthy Souls. No, it's I did not, not know it's that. It's not a real movie. I always just assumed that it was like an old gangster flick. Right. It's not. Really? It is something that, like that has been shared that Macaulay Culkin didn't even know. Really, that that wasn't a real movie. Oh damn! Like so, the old keep the change you filled the animal. Yeah, I'm gonna give you to the. You know what I mean? Like yeah, da, 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 ah, like all of that is yeah. for Home Alone. That's not real. Wow, that's fascinating. That was, people quote that movie, fake movie, all the time. Yeah, yeah, that's fascinating. I they love that. Keep, you know, our culture. I'm on uh, the final season of The Sopranos, season six. Spoilers. And in the final season, I won't spoil this, but one, of the, for one of the subplots Here he is, goes. This a, is a character spoiler. is making a movie. This is a spoiler. It's not a spoiler. All right. And this, this, this season six came out in what? 2006, I think. Something like that. Anyway, I'm watching it for the first time. It's phenomenal. Okay. I only have two episodes left. And then I'm done The Sopranos and I need a new show, Octavius. But 
You've in seen Homecoming, right? Yeah, you put yeah, me on Homecoming. Homecoming. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, in in this final season, one of the characters is making a movie, a horror movie. He gets, he's like, oh, Saw is doing huge. This is the time when Saw came out. Mm-hmm. So they're talking about James Wan and Saw. By mm-hmm. the way, James Wan just released Aquaman. Mm-hmm. Same guy. James Wan directed Saw? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So uh, Saw is one of the best movies I've ever seen. In uh, that's that is mighty praise. Do you, don't you hear me talk about the, know, the saw reveal? Yeah, you do. Of one of the moments of just like, <gasps> no. Yeah. What? This is what's been going on the whole time? Yeah. I, you know, like those moments are the moments that I always. You want to know something crazy too? That was his first movie, James Wan. Great movie. And now he's doing Aquaman. What a mighty leap, huh? Yeah. Like a far cry. Under- a- anyway. Yeah. In in this final season, they're filming their own horror movie. This one uh, guy who works with Tony Soprano, he wants to be a director. He wants to be a writer. So he's making a horror movie. And it's called- Third to last episode that Adam is talking about. And it's, it's called into Cleaver. Into the microphone. And it's called and Cleaver. And he's telling you he's not spoiling and, it. And this is the- 100 episodes of Comic Book Junto. <laughs> yo. And you're going to tell me this not is- a, Yo, and no one is watching The Sopranos saying, I wonder if they're going to make- a horror movie. Well, because you oh, told me how you good it is. you spoiled it, Adam. Why'd you do it to me, A-Tet? Why'd you tell me they made this horror movie? The whole show, down the drain. Point is, they made a fictional horror movie. Just like the fictional gangster movie that is apparently in Home Alone. And that's the whole story, which wasn't important, Ock, until you made a whole big ruckus about it. Hey, Amen. Unimportant. Cool. Sorry. I'm sorry that I dampened that <laughs> that experience for you. So now when I watch 60 episodes, 600 episodes of Sopranos <laughs> after your uh, your rave review and praise, yes. I'll be like, here's the, here's the part. I uh, may as well turn it off. Now I know that they're making a horror movie. Well, look, uh, Sopranos is way more accessible than Naruto. You have about... 800 fewer episodes. Thank you. And you can get right into it. Yeah, because yeah. Naruto, I just... Now, you got to stick around for Sopranos Shippuden. That's uh, where really... See, that's where things really yeah. set up. And then you got to catch Bopranos. 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 Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, Naruto is all grown up. I mean, he's the godfather. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's get into some of these some of these lists. Yeah. Some of our favorite of our things. favorites. Of 2018. I'm going to pull up my list. So, what do you, what, like, I know you said you were talking about movies and comic books and TV and video uh, games. Yeah, all over the place. I don't have a video game list, so why don't you tell me about some of your favorite video games? Uh, some of my favorite games, some things that I think we can agree on. Uh, I have to shout out Spider-Man on Absolutely. the PlayStation 4. Just finished the DLC the other day. How was it? Great. Is it worth me going back for more? It is a continuation of the story. Oh, really? What? There's three different stories. Mm-hmm. Each story is like another issue of the same comic book. Ah. So if you don't pay, play those three, you're missing out. When you go to whatever they put out next, yeah. you're going to be like, "Wait, what? When did when did this happen? Oh, and, who, and, and wait, so what what what's going on? So there's actual things that continue to unveil themselves and mm-hmm. develop. You know, some characters you know, some characters you don't know. Mm-hmm. So I definitely would suggest that you play it. Well, then that just got better on my list. Spider-Man was amazing. It was yes. an incredible game, and I yep. loved it. We both played God of War on the PlayStation 4. Absolutely amazing. Stunning. That game was incredible. Um, really excited about that one. 
I completed Red Dead Redemption 2. You completed it. I finished the storyline. I have And not. I have plenty more to go, I'm so sure. And started messing around on the online. The storyline was amazing, especially if you played that first Red Dead. Um, so there are a lot of story notes in there that I, I appreciated a lot. Right now I'm playing a game that is sure to be one of my favorites. It's called Hollow Knight. It's on the Switch. It's like one of those old 2D, like Metroid Castlevania style mm-hmm. games. Mm-hmm. I'm loving that. And the new Super Smash Brothers came out. And I'm actually playing video games on my couch with friends. Who knew? I thought at the advent of internet gaming, I would never do that again. And I bought extra controllers and I'm playing games with my buddies. I love it. Um, also a special shout out. These did not come out this year, but I finally finished Witcher three. Took me three and a half years. Congrats to me. Shout out to you. And I think my favorite game that I played all year is a game from 2015. It's called Yakuza zero. Yakuza zero was amazing. Astonishingly good. Any video games you're looking forward to in particular in 2019? Sadly, many. There are a lot of video Sadly games. many. Yeah, because I don't have that kind of time or money. Last of Us Part 2. Last of Us Part 2. For sure. Yeah. I mean, there's a, apparently a new Halo title that's going to be announced or released oh, wow. or something. And, and I'm really excited about that because I've always been a big Halo fan. Um, there is a rumor that Persona, I don't know if you've ever heard of those games, Persona 5 is going to come out on the Switch. Um, there, there are a lot of video games that I'm really stoked for. But right now, it's it was a good year for video gaming. Red Dead, God of War, and Spider-Man mm-hmm. alone. All AAA titles, all absolutely yeah. incredible. All A, we keep with the same letter grades. Master Those stuff. are all A. I mean, I haven't played Red Dead 2, but except like, but for maybe a couple. Yeah. I didn't even really get really into it. But Spider-Man and God of War are amazing. Yeah, yeah, truly phenomenal. So those are some of my, my video games, and I'm sure there's stuff mm-hmm. that I'm leaving out. Uh, but a, a lot of really good stuff. Now, as far as comic books, I did not make a comic book list. Do you have any on the top of your head that stuck out, things that you read this year that you liked? Um, it's interesting. You know what? I, I, it's like a bunch of things, but nothing like years in the past. Mm-hmm. Something just like, float. this was amazing. It was kind of just like, I mean, I, I, I don't think I read as much as consistently this year as I have in the past. Sure, yeah. And I've also been going back and reading older stuff. Sure. As well. Yeah, it makes sense. So, but Batman, for sure, is a thing that has just been consistent all throughout the past couple of years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And into 2018 has been the thing that I'm like, well, I got to make sure I keep up to that or catch up on that. Yeah. So that's got to be at the top of my list as far as like comics are concerned. Yeah, definitely. Well, I, I know there's at least one that you and I can agree with. Uh, this one ended in 2018, Extremity. Yeah. Well, I didn't count that this year. But Extremity. It, it ended this year. So didn't yeah. finish until I think March of 2018. Well, Extremity then. So Extremity, you know, we, we've talked it up time and time and time again. I know it's made the list last year, mm-hmm. but now it is finished. It's done. It's complete. Go read it. Go read it. It's phenomenal. And the follow-up from the same team, they're doing a book called Murder Falcon. Murder Falcon. It's a very, 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 very different book, but it's still a lot of fun and I recommend it. Um, I fell in love with X-Men Grand Design. Every issue of X-Men Grand Design that came out from the same guy that brought you Hip Hop Family Tree. Mm -hmm. That stuff is so good. Uh, Coda, which is, I think, out on Boom. It's written by Simon Spurrier. It's about a kind of 
Mad Max style wasteland, but, but in tiger a tiger or something, but like in that. a fantasy setting. Mm-hmm. And uh, that you're thinking of Isola. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and both beautiful books. But Coda is like the apocalypse happened to a fantasy setting, and so now we don't talk about knights and quests because shut up about that. Everybody's mm. just struggling, mm. and it's it's a really good book, very creative. I uh, enjoyed Black Hammer as I always do. In particular, a little mini arc called Doctor Star, the Swamp Thing Winter Special was written by Tom King. That came out in 2018. That that issue is incredible. The Batman Annual number three that just came out in the past month, which is written by Tom Taylor, and it's entirely from the perspective of Alfred. Mm. One of the best issues I read all 2018. One of the best. Along with that, Amazing Spider-Man number 801, one of the best issues I've read. Is that the one? With uh, Spider-Man saving the one guy in the convenience store. It was one of Dan Slott's, or if I think, the is it, final is it the Dan final, that, I saw, I read that one. That Beautiful really issue. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, a, a special shout out to my favorite podcast that got turned into a, a comic, Adventure Zone, Here Be Gerblins, what? which I had a great time. A podcast time. got turned into a comic? Yeah. How? It's a, it's a podcast that's set, it's like a storytelling podcast inside of a D&D world. Oh, okay. It started as these guys just playing D&D on their own show and it just spun out of control into its own thing and then they made the whole thing into a comic and it works beautifully and uh it got turned into a comic it's uh the the group is called the McElroy family Uh, one of the biggest names in podcasts one of the most popular podcasts you can listen to my brother my brother and me okay i've heard you talk about that many times they have so many shows and they created the adventure zone the comic is great and i love it as a fan it was really cool something to behold and then i got a shout out avengers number 10 the 700th 700th (laughs) issue yeah because what's to come so man thing has me all near and that was That's a very only, special moment for Man Thing. Why you're talking about? That was this. a very special. 2018 was a big year for the Man Thing. It, well, I We're heard it was. Looking, the, I heard you said it was the year of the Man Thing. Yes, this is the year of the Man Thing, and I'm excited for 2019 because 2019 is the year of the Man Thing. I'm very excited to has be living it, in this time. Can you remember a year where it wasn't the year of the Man Thing? Probably '86. <laughs> It was right. right. It was right before I showed yeah, up. Yeah, but once you got on the scene, yeah, it seemed like things some, changed. You know, some people come with a message, you know. Well, <laughs> you're right. I'm a messenger. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm just I'm just here to do my job. Yeah. So uh, it's a lot of comics. There's a lot of comics, but oh, and I, I can't get out of this by without mentioning Mister Miracle by Tom King. True. Um, that finally wrapped up, and as soon as it finished, I went back to the beginning and I reread the issues front to back. And that has really stuck with me. The first time I read it, I felt a little unsatisfied. The second time I read it, it sunk in. I get it. Hmm. And I really like it a lot. So Mr. Miracle, Tom King, that's my my list of comics. Nice. Yeah. So I've got some TV. Give me TV shows. What do you got? Do you have a TV list? I do. All right. So I'm going to go with my honorable mention starting off. Like I have a top five list of TV. Uh Uh-huh. I didn't have a top 10 because I recognized that I don't think I watched that much TV that I don't think I completed a whole lot of TV mm-hmm. that was really like, yo, this is, this is great stuff. Yeah. Um, so right now my number six, my honorable mention is killing Eve because I'm on episode number it's a good four show. of it or three of it. Yeah. I just haven't finished it. <clears throat> so that's my honorable mention. So starting off with number five, Castle Rock. Oh, wow. I totally forgot about Castle Rock. 
Yes. That was good. Yes. That was very good. Castle Rock is my number five. Mm-hmm. Do you have a number five or do you even have yours in order? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I think this one's probably easier for me to put in order. Uh, my number five is going to be the new season of BoJack Horseman oh. on Netflix. The Every season of BoJack Horseman is outstanding mm-hmm. and the new one was outstanding. I loved BoJack Horseman. So that's that's my number five. I didn't catch up on BoJack Horseman. I I watched probably the first season and I was like, man, this is hilarious. Mm -hmm. But I never went back around to it. It was like one of those things that came out with a new season. Yeah. And it just missed me somehow. And I I was like, oh, that's right. There's a new season. And I just kind of just went along with the current. I didn't start paying attention uh, until maybe the end of season, or uh, not the end, because they all come out at the same time. Season three. Mm -hmm. Because I I know it came out, I I don't know, from We're on season four of BoJack? I think it's like season five. is a lot of BoJack. Yeah. But it's it's so far behind. All extremely good. I really like it a lot. Yeah. So it's it's worth your time. Yeah. Yep. Number four, Barry. Yeah. Just watched Barry. Mm Mm-hmm. From recommendation of um, The Watch, a podcast called The Watch, mm-hmm. and they were going through their top TV list, yeah. and every single person, I think, on the, they had Sam Ismail on the show, mm-hmm. um, and everybody had Barry on their list. So I'm like, okay, well, I got to go watch Barry. Mm-hmm. Barry is freaking hilarious. Yeah. And I remember you talking about Barry earlier in the year, and I was just like, ah, okay, whatever. Man... Barry is just the right amount of comedy slash story slash seriousness combined that gave me a really, really good feeling watching it. It was very easy to binge, mm-hmm. especially when it's 30-minute episodes, mm-hmm. eight 30-minute episodes. And that's it. Yeah. Boom. Like I'm really like, and I remember I used to feel like, Dad, Insecure is so short. I want more. Now I kind of get an idea because it's like this is a type of storytelling definitely yeah. we have a tight story we want to say what we have to say and we want to move on yeah and i think that is a really good example of that yeah barry is fantastic and i also have barry on my list my number four goes to atlanta robin season mm-hmm. um how could i not and it's you know when i'm listing these numbers I'm, I'm i keep saying in my own head so now i will say it into the microphone this is arbitrary adam these numbers are made up you felt equally moved by each of these programs. No, I didn't. But uh, Atlanta did feel equally moved. At, Atlanta was very good, and Atlanta had a tough sell. You, you know, following up uh, uh, the first season of that wild show, mm-hmm. what were you going to do? Where are you going to go? Mm-hmm. What were you going to do to make sure people knew that you always have to keep your head on a swivel? Yeah, and Robin season does it. And there's a lot of stuff where it's like, huh? And there's a lot of stuff that just, I still think about the footprints on the ceiling. What is that? I still think about it. And they never go back to it and explain it. Nope. Just moving on. Like Loved it. Whatever. Loved it. Speaking of Atlanta, that's my number three. Yeah. Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Of course. Anything stand out from this season? I mean... You know, they're calling the Philadelphia football season this year, Robin season. Really? Yeah. Because now, you know, when when Philly gets a touchdown, when they do it, they put on ski masks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they yeah, pretend, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it's like they're they're jacking it. And it's just amazing to me that Robin season was just this, I don't know, subtitle on a season. Well, Robin season represents the time, I think, in Atlanta. I mean, I'm 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 getting this from the show. Yeah. 
before Christmas? It's be- I think it's before Christmas and times are tight and people are really scrapping yeah, to make it work. Yeah. And so that's when everybody's coming out. And Yeah, you got to be careful. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like the intro for a lot of those episodes, like the beginning where they run in. There's At the chicken joint? There's a whole shootout. Yeah. It's like, what yep. is going on? Yep. But, you I know, it, the actual, it. while all those wild things are going, the development of the relationship between Earn and Paperboy, like, it's so, it's an amazing show. It yeah. is an amazing show. Drake is Mexican. Drake is Mexican. Well, <laughs> that's another one that stuck with me the whole time. What the hell? So, I mean, I guess the thing about Robin season is Teddy Perkins. Oh, yeah, yeah. You have to talk about which, Teddy Which Perkins. is just like... Teddy Perkins was out here showing nuts. up at award shows. That yeah. Teddy Perkins episode was just like, what is mm-hmm. this? And I think the episode was an hour randomly. Yeah. Just random one hour episode and a 30 minute show. Yeah. You know? Because mm-hmm. the show just kept, it seemed like it just kept going. I'm like, this should be over by now, right? Yeah. And I should note too, 2018 also gave us the music video and the song, This Is America. Yes. So Donald Glover was. Yeah. With no album it. in sight from no. Donald Glover, though he <laughs> no. went on tour. Yeah, went on tour, released two songs over the summer, just doing his thing, I guess. Okay, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. That what you got for amazing. number three? My number three goes to the latest season of Better Call Saul. Um, I rewatched Breaking Bad this year, mm-hmm. and Breaking Bad is a great show. And upon rewatching Breaking Bad, I discovered I think I like Better Call Saul even more. You told me that you like Better Call Saul better than Breaking Bad. Yeah, I it's it's hard for me to say that, but I believe it. And Better Call Saul season 4, I think is the one that we just got, uh is incredible. And I I I just think everybody involved in the show is amazing. The team that makes this show is incredible. I love it. Bob Odenkirk is is just the best he's the greatest and it's a slow burn but things are really amounting to where you think they're going to go Mm. but they never take the route that you expect them to take Mm. and i just love it better call saul is some of my favorite television yeah i'm watching on netflix trying to catch up yeah it's it's good you got a lot of good stuff on the way number two pose 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 yes yeah, okay. oh, man, Pose was a sleeper, too. I don't know how. Yeah. That show. Great. Talk about making you feel something. Yes, Queen. Like, that was a very, very emotional show to watch. My wife and I watched that show together. Man, yeah. Pose was just like, I cannot wait for the next season of that. Pose was really good. And I, I hope that gets more seasons. I'm, I'm really hoping that it gets the treatment. And has it not been... Well, I haven't really paid attention to whether or not it's it's coming back, if it got greenlit for another one. I, I'm sure that it will because, it, you know, if it makes money, if it sells, it sells, it sells. Well, you know, like with I can imagine we haven't heard much about anything from FX shows because of the merger with Disney. I would assume. True. I don't know. I would assume. Because have you heard anything about Atlanta season three? Heard anything about Pose season two? Mm-mm. The Americans was had their final season. Mm-hmm. Um, what else is there that's on... Uh, preacher is that is that that's AMC? Yeah, that's AMC. That's right. But anyway, you know what I mean. Like, I I guess we'll have to see what's what. I think Pose IMDb says that, that there's a space for a second season. So I'm I'm gonna say 
Yeah, there's going That's to great. be a second season. That's awesome. Um, it, it just had it had an incredible cast. Everybody's just working their ass off in that, and it's such. It's an entertaining and authentic and heartfelt, sincere look into a community that a lot of people don't spend any time in. Mm-hmm. Understandably, mm-hmm. the doors are not open for everybody. Mm-hmm. But it's it's just a look inside, and Pose is good. It's great. Pose is really good. I like that show. It's good. Uh, my number two goes to Barry. Okay. Uh, Barry showed up on the scene. I knew nothing about it. And every episode simultaneously made me laugh and made me sad. Mm-hmm. And it was good like that. Bojack mm-hmm. Horseman kind of has that quality as well. But by the end of the first episode of Barry, I knew that this was something different and yep. special. Yep. You know, when he's got to do the thing he doesn't want to do. Yep. Man. But when the season ended, I thought that was fast. And I am very, very, very desperate for more. So I'm hoping that that comes back soon and we have a season two to look forward to. But Barry came out of nowhere and just sucker punched me. I loved it. Yeah. yeah I thought it was great. Number one, and I might be willing to guess that this is your number one as well because I haven't heard on your list so far. Yeah. Homecoming. That's my number one, which is crazy because what? It was a month ago? Yeah. Yeah. Sam Ismail. It, that, that show truly great go watch homecoming yeah i don't even want to i don't even want to talk about it you've heard us talk about it on the show already Mm -hmm. it's the number one on my list number one on adam's list yeah if you give a crap about our opinion that is our recommendation to you yeah i just think it was perfect from a to z and for that to even exist, to have a TV show, we talked about a comic book based on a podcast. So a TV show based on an original podcast. An original scripted podcast. Wow. Yeah. Sam Esmail crushed it. Amazing. Everybody in the cast crushed it. I'm just, man, that's good stuff. It was a good year for TV. Yeah. Stuff that I didn't even mention that I would have liked to. American Vandal season two was awesome on Netflix. Uh, the the first episode or the first season was the Who Drew the oh, Dicks yeah, one. Oh yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah, yeah. The second season the, was incredible. The, the, the poop, uh, yeah, the diarrhea joint. And, yeah, and it's got like an entire message about the way that kids and teenagers grow up and social media on their lives and the way that it affects them. Mm-hmm. I just, just, I thought it was so good. It has no right being that good, but it it doesn't rest on its laurels. And uh, I also really enjoyed the second season of Glow. Uh, gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Glow was. Super good. I wasn't crazy about the first season, but I appreciated what it was doing. But season two was very, very, very good. I mean, honorable mention for me, of course, Insecure. How, yeah, of course. Of Daredevil course. season three. Ooh, I still haven't watched it. Oh, you haven't seen that? No. I still haven't watched it. I got to get around to that. Well, that's some honorable mention for me. Yeah. All right. So let's move to movies. Let's go to movies. So what do you want to do with this? Same thing. Do you have a top 10? I got a, I know I have a top five. Top okay. 10, like, if, if I can say 10, then the order starts getting a little loosey-goosey. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? So you want to tell me what your 10 are, and I'll try to figure out what my 10 are. So you want me to tell you the whole list? Sure. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> Hold on one second here. Uh-huh. Now, I have to take a beverage here. Mm-hmm. He's getting ready. Yeah, Octavius is getting ready. All right, so you, you're you saying you have a, a, a top five list. I know that I have five in order. I don't know if I have ten in order. I have okay. ten movies. Okay. But the order is nondescript. 
All right, so I'm going to go with a few. Let's try to see if I can get through the 10 through 6, and then we can pick up from there. All right. Number 10, Green Book. I recognize there's a lot of movies that you haven't seen. I haven't seen Green Book You haven't seen Green Book, I want to, yeah, but I haven't seen it yet. Mahershala. Yeah. um, Vigo. Made by uh, uh, the, the folks who brought you Dumb and Dumber. No way. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The writers, the directors, or both? Director, both. Yeah. What? Dumb and Dumber. I'm not kidding. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But hey, look, who were you when Dumb and Dumber came out? True. I'm guessing not the same. True. Yeah, very true. That's a great point. So. so wait, before I jump into it, I just want to go through a couple of my honorable mentions before I dive right into the top 10 yeah. list. So Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, Ready Player One was just like nostalgia, you know, just having a great time. Bloodless, meaningless, right? right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, right. Yeah. Completely. That's how you felt about T-shirt it. T-shirt store at the Target, that's right. Yes. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, you know, mid-90s, you know, it, it, like, so I'm going to tell you something. There's a documentary on Hulu called Mind the Gap. Mm-hmm. Mid-90s is what in in movie in in mediocre movie form what mind the gap the documentary actually is mm, mm-hmm. okay it's like when you watch mind the gap you're like oh this is what mid 90s was trying to do yeah but yeah, it's just real people who are really going through it and really have this love for skate and skating and what what role it plays in their life sure so that's that's honorable mention for sure um something that a lot of people have not heard really talk about unsane Oh, I did not see that either. Unsane was like a weird, creepy kind of like. What is this movie about? Yeah, um, the hate you give. Mm-hmm. You haven't. You, have you seen any of these movies? Didn't watch them. I've seen more movies than you. You watch a movie be. like every week, this twice is, a week. This is also this is also true. Mm-hmm. Crazy Rich Asians. It's a great movie. Awesome. Enjoyed it. Teen Titans go to the movies. Great. That was 2018 as well. That just happened. Oh my god. Yes. Wow. Game night. Game night is on my list. Game is night. It? Game night was fantastic. Game night has no right to be that good. It was, it very was way better than I expected it to be. Yeah, and went, very funny. I went in thinking it would be nothing, but it yeah. was very funny. Halloween was surprisingly good. Yeah, and Ralph breaks the internet. Okay, I was just like, man, this is a really good animated joint. I finally watched the first one. Uh, Wreck It Ralph. Wreck It Ralph. Yeah. What'd you think? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't crazy about it. Mm-hmm. I saw a lot of love for it, but I, I thought it was so-so. It actually reminded me a lot of Ready Player One. Um, there's a lot of, you yeah. know, the, the same kind yeah. of, like, vibe. It's doing this. It's trying to play the same song, mm-hmm. but just in a different key. But it's not bad. Come on with the analogies, Octavius. There you go. That's nice. Ah! That's good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah. So, I my number 11 mm-hmm. is... If Bill Street could talk, mm-hmm. just because I haven't seen it. Yeah. But if... <laughs> if Barry Jenkins has an honorary spot. Yeah, like you just... You could be anywhere from 11 to 1 just because I just don't know. I haven't seen it yet. You know what I mean? But yeah, I just want to shout that out because I am just ex- have high expectations for that. I understand. I haven't gotten a chance to see it. Yeah. Um. So like I said, Green Book, number 10. You have a number 10 yet? Sure. Okay, do this, Adam. You can do this. Yeah. All right, you want my number 10? Go for it. Infinity War. Okay. My number 10 is Infinity War. We've had conversations about this. Is it a movie? 
What is it? Does it does it last? It's is it going to stick around? It is an event. That being said, it was released in theaters, and it was a very significant event. Mm-hmm. And not only did I have an excellent time, but it surpassed my expectations, and it gave me something that I did not know was coming, and mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I think it pulled off everything it meant to pull off very deftly. So it's something that I... I I just have to include in the list. Like it was meaningful, even though it stands on the shoulders of every movie that came before it 10 years before. Yeah. That is what is intended. I don't think that was by mistake. And I think they did a great job. So it's in my top 10 because it was important. Yeah. Like we got to talk about like what some of your, as we're going into the hundredth episode of Kampuk Junto and yeah. years of geeking out together yeah. and even separately for the years before we even knew each other, I feel like my reckon like my what makes something good to me is changing. Yeah, I understand that. You know, because when I think about Infinity War, it's like, whoa, this is amazing. But then when you step out of the moment mm-hmm. and look back at it, it's kind of just like, well. It's amazing because of all the things that came before it. Sure. I, I see what but you're saying. But it's not amazing by itself. Yeah. Because if you just drop this in the middle of su- no no context and you just drop Green Book in front of someone and say, watch this. You know what I'm saying? Sure. They're going to go, okay, I feel how I feel about it. But mm-hmm. if you drop Infinity War in front of somebody, they're going to go, what? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I completely. I, I no com- idea what this I is. I completely recognize that. I, I had a conversation with someone today, and this was unironic and was not intended to be a joke, but it was about the movie Avatar. Mm-hmm. I was like, was that a good movie? And we said, yes, it was a good movie, but only under the constraints that you watch it in 3D in a movie theater. And after that, it's not really a movie anymore. It's like watching a video of a roller coaster. Hmm. It's just not the same thing. So it was more like a, it was it was it was a ride. It was an event. It was something that you had never had access before. Yeah. But when you put it on your kitchen television, no, I don't know about that. Yeah. It was more of an experience. Yeah. So um, I I say Infinity War because it was a notable meme factory. That's for sure. It was a, a notable inclusion in the MCU, and you know we're all about the MCU on Comic Book Junto, and it was it was a big event, and it was a lot of fun to be a part of. And Infin- Infinity War didn't make my top 10. Yeah. What are you going to do? Number nine. Thanos is going to deal with you eventually. Stop. Yeah, unless somebody else gets to him first. Mm-hmm. Um, Blind Spotting, number nine for me. Yeah. Have you seen Blind Spotting? Loved it. You did? Great movie. Yes. Very, very good movie. If if half baked had a dramatic edge, what? Yeah, it's <laughs> blind very, spotting. It's very funny in a way that reminded me of half baked. You mm-hmm. know, it's these like two guys who are just like trying to make things work, but mm-hmm. they're sort of just stoner friends. One's growing up and one's not really. And uh, there was a really important, deeply emotional, dramatic backbone of blind spotting, and so it had all of the like fun and jokes of half baked. Hmm. Reminded me a lot of Half Baked of that like kind of vibe, and then it was real serious, real quick. It was a great film, loved it. Yeah, I, I thought it was. Again, as I look through my list, I start looking at things that go, "Oh man, this left, this had an effect on me." Mm-hmm. And I think it's because I definitely have seen over fifty-two movies in the fifty-two weeks of twenty eighteen. Yeah, I would say you so. know, yeah, but. In that, there's some things that it seems like as I've consumed more movies, 
movies float to the top. Mm-hmm. You know, what leaves a lasting impression on me? Yeah. And it's not Aquaman. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I understand. It ain't Bumblebee. It's yeah. no disrespect to those because I'm going to go see Aquaman 47. Don't get it twisted. Like, sure. you know, I'm going to go see Transformers 9. But it's a different thing. But blind spotting is kind of like, oh, this is different. Like, this is a different kind of storytelling. Yeah. So I really enjoyed blind spotting a lot. It was very good. What do you got for nine? My number nine is Eighth Grade, movie by Bo Burnham. I don't, I, don't, I haven't seen that. No. Um, eighth Grade was terrific. It was Bo Burnham's first movie, directorial debut. And it is about a girl in eighth grade and what her life is like. It was one of those slice of life movies. Mm-hmm. I thought it was funny. It was awkward. It was relatable. It was painful. It was emotional. I just really loved it. And I just sat with it for a really long time. And after it was done, I watched all the credits. And I just sat there and I was looking at the screen like, oof, ouch. Hmm. And uh, I thought it was very sweet. And I think 2018 was short on sweetness. And uh, that was welcome, you know? Yeah. So eighth grade left a mark. Okay. It was a very good movie. Number eight, I've got Sorry to Bother You. Hey, yeah. <laughs> the, yeah, Sorry to Bother You definitely was yeah. a movie that was just kind of like... That was an experience. Whoa, this this movie is... Is this a... I was trying to think of like a reference point for like... It's like Liquid Television. Remember Liquid Television? I do remember Liquid You know, Television. like that kind of like weirdo, what is this exactly kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, the point it's making, the things it's saying, and the artistic way he's gone about doing it, mm-hmm. really, yeah. really, really something. Yeah. Though, when it takes that turn, you're just kind of like, what is this? Yeah. Like, what What are you doing? <laughs> wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait, wait, hold on. Wait, wait. back, back up. Yeah. Back up. Back up. What? Yeah. What's happening? Watching that in theater was definitely an experience. Didn't we see that together? We and we did. both kind of looked at each other like, what, what is we going did. on? Yeah. Uh, that That's in my honorable mention. Uh, okay. Sorry to Bother You was, was an important movie to me, but there were a lot of really good movies and a lot of them that I haven't even seen yet. It seems like in the past month, all of the most important movies just dropped. Mm. Um, Sorry to Bother You is definitely in my uh, in my. My my honorable mention category, mm-hmm. yeah. But my uh, next movie is uh, Game Night. Um, game, I get you. Look, I, I just said sweetness was on short supply in 2018, and sometimes you just need to sit down with a really solid comedy and enjoy yourself and enjoy it. I, I just thought Game Night was awesome, and it was good enough that I would recommend it to anybody listening to this show. Find Game Night on a streaming service. Look at the preview and say, Adam, you got to be kidding yourself. Watch it. Watch it. It's very funny. Funnier than you think it is. Yeah, it was really good. Really good. So that's mine. What number are we on? Uh, Seven. Seven. Black Klansman. Oh, okay. Spike Lee, Spike Lee in it up. Very much so. A very Spike Lee joint. Very much so. And a very interesting story. And... The way it was told and the way it was visualized mm-hmm. was definitely a standout thing for me in 2018. However, I talked about this with a friend of mine named Faja, and we were saying like, because Faja is black, I'm black. Mm-hmm. If you don't know, welcome. I'm black. Um, we were like, this is powerful. 
I remember being in Black Klansmen and like gripping with my hand hmm. the armrest of the chair so tight that my hand was shaking mm -hmm. and gritting my teeth and having tears in my eyes because of the way Spike was communicating what it meant to be black mm. in a certain time period and the effect that it had. And when, you know, spoiler, there's a certain part in the movie where an older gentleman is, is basically narrating and explaining what, Hey, he had gone through yeah. during a lynching. Yeah. And I just was like tearing up and I think I cried in that movie actually. Yeah. And I remember being in the seat and being actually scared. I know what year I'm in and mm. I know what's going on, but I was afraid to be black in my chair. Mm. Like that's how much it affected me. I was like, I was afraid, you know, it's it's kind of like a reasonable, mm -hmm. but unreasonable. Like, am I really in that much danger right now? But at the same time, the whole point of the movie is, sure, yes, you are. Sure. You know, you are in that much danger. Don't get it twisted. Like, and I was talking with my friend Faji and I was like, she was like, but we know all that already. Yeah. Is that movie, is this movie for us? Because it was kind of like it was showing and explaining stuff to us as black folk that we are very, very aware and clear on. We didn't need Spike to explain that to us. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But it was almost like this is for white people. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. this is a movie that white people needed to see so that they could feel it. Because she and I were saying like during that scene, it was almost hurting us. You know what I mean? It was, it was not. It wasn't, it didn't feel good. Yep. It wasn't fun. Like I said, I had real fear for myself, my wife, my child. I was like, gosh, being black, I might walk out of here and die at any mm -hmm. moment. But that's, that's a good movie making and storytelling because I felt it. But it was also like, who's this for? Sure. I don't need you to scare the hell out of me. You know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah. Yeah. Black Klansman, it, it didn't make my top 10. It was definitely a notable movie, you know, not mm -hmm. uh, the, just its existence, right? Just Spike Lee doing the movie and a Spike Lee movie being out in mm -hmm. 2018 yeah. makes it notable. Black Klansman was especially notable. I, I can, I'll tell you that watching it was not an enjoyable experience. I was in pain the whole time, yeah. a different kind of pain. It was just a shameful, awful viewing experience. I just, I, I, I must have taken a shower afterward. Mm -hmm. You know, I just didn't like any of the feelings I was feeling, and uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what to do with that movie. You and I haven't had the chance to like really chop it up and talk about it. Yeah, but I feel like that's the kind of movie that has been sitting in my gut and needs to unfurl somehow. Um, because I was not wild about it. It, it didn't make me feel good i know that's not the point yeah yeah I definitely know that's well not the i point. mean i don't know that that's not the point because that's kind of a confirmation between what faji and i were talking about yeah it's like how do white people feel about this movie because we walk out of it effed up in a certain way like we appreciate it it's good but at the same time a part of it's just like this okay all right because there was a part of it that was like spike spike okay spike mm -hmm. okay well the, even that is Got a very spikely thing right you know mm -hmm. he, he he does not hit the hammer softly 
Yeah. It is it is it is something that he he does to make sure that the point is driven home. Yeah. And then again. And then again. And it was it was a tough movie to watch. If you were sitting in the theater afraid that you could die, I was sitting in my home wanting to die. Thinking like, mm-hmm. I want to curl up, man. This just makes me upset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was the what made you upset about it? The well, I mean, the the language used mm-hmm. was like Tarantino esque, mm-hmm. but with none of the like smarm or that like you you know. I could argue about this all the time. I don't think Tarantino really has the right to do what he does in his films, and he does it like a lot. But he puts this kind of swerve on it, like everybody's in on it and we're having fun and we're like enjoying this process and the people who should get vengeance get the vengeance and stuff like that. But this movie was spending so much time on these just awful, hateful creatures of the KKK and the way that they're espousing their beliefs. And I just hated it, man. And I think in one part, I hated it especially because 2018 feels like it's been a very long year. I am sick of our president. I am sick of these kind of ideologies and and if you can even call them that this hate speech erupting out of people and being endorsed by our president I'm just I'm so tired of this so it's like the whole world this year has given me food poisoning mm-hmm. and black clansman was like another scoop of the food that gave me that food poisoning and it was hard to stomach it was just, I hate watching it and uh, I'm sure that there's so much to unpack from that. I'm just having a hard time with it. I was having a real hard time with it. Yeah. Plus, the ending was like pretty wild to me. And then it it has a, a thing that it does where it's just now in reality. Mm-hmm. It, I don't know. Interesting, notable for sure. Right. Um, I I can't put it in my top ten. That my experience was different. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to CBJ. Uh, I'm the white guy. My experience was different. Well, that's part of what makes comic book gym what it is, though. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, so we're at seven. Uh, it's. Um, let me just drop this. Blind spotting is my seven. Okay. Uh, it was very, very good. We've already said all the good things about it. It was a great movie. Watch it. I think it was a movie that a lot of people did not have on their radar. I don't think it was. I don't marketed hear a lot of talking about. Excellent. It. Yeah. So find blind spotting and enjoy that film. Yes. Number six, A Quiet Place. Yeah. Man, that movie was cool. A Quiet Place was cool. Yeah, that movie was just like Bird Box. No, it was not. <laughs> it, there is a, you know what I'm saying, similarity, but it is not the same. I've seen Bird Box as well. I would recommend Bird Box. However, hmm. spoilers for A Quiet Place. Three, two, one. It's your fault. Don't Once speak. again. Spoilers. Be quiet. Listen, A Quiet Place is really good. Really, really good. Until the very end. I agreed. The very end. It's like the one reason why it's not on my list is that one thing. Like ruins the movie. You're kind of just like, and I talked about this with other friends, and I'm just like, you're watching A Quiet Place, and you're like, man, okay, wow, this is really good. And then you're kind of just like, what? Yeah. Infuriating. You this is when did the, you didn't build up to that? It's just like a completely different movie. It's almost like mm-hmm. a producer came in and goes, "Hey, we got to get ready for the sequel." Mm-hmm. So, you got to you got to put 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 this in here right. Here's here. the wake. 
you know, like Scott Snyder's the way, like y'all didn't nail the ending. Uh, but let's not downplay all the things that it does extremely well. But that's just to say all the things leading up to that were amazing. Fantastic movie. Uh, the way that it, it makes American Sign Language uh, the center of the movie and the way that the, the family communicates is unseen, unheard of, no pun intended, in the, in in AAA movies like this. Mm-hmm. Um cast was good the monster was awesome the tension yes. was so good yes really enjoyed that movie yes yes the tension and it's in a sure I, if you had the opportunity to watch it in a theater if that ever arose super quiet what an experience it was great because the whole play like you could you know how you hear like when someone's like uh-huh this where you're like trying really hard to open up your candy as quietly as possible someone's like shh uh-huh that's how quiet it was in the theater. You could hear the raisinets rolling around and the plastic peeling off. Mm-hmm. Someone crunching their popcorn. It's literally, I. That's one of the most quiet the theater has been when I've been in a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely understand that. All uh, right, are we moving on? Number six. Yeah, my number six is a movie called Death of Stalin. The Death of Stalin was a comedy that came out. I can't remember when. I think it came out in March. Uh, 2018. Steve Buscemi is in it, Jeffrey Tambor. It is about the death, the actual death of Stalin, of Joseph Stalin. Okay. And all of his, all of his minions, let's call them, his lackeys, who try really hard to take his space. And it is very funny. It is super reminiscent of what's happening in the world today, of this like family that rules America and how they're all idiots they're so dumb and there's something about the death of stalin that just touched a bone in me that was so time specific maybe Mm -hmm. i don't know if i would have felt the same way about it five years ago but i loved this movie so good the death of stalin was awesome recommend it number five searching searching oh yeah john cho Mm -hmm. that was a great movie you seen that that was good searching That's good. That that was a very... hated the ending. Hated the ending. the ending. They really put a bow oh, on it. Oh yeah, 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 you know? yeah, 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 yeah. Which is, I, I should what say. I mean, I, I wasn't mad at that. I'm not because... mad at it. I'm not mad at it. It just felt. Oh well, that's good. That's convenient. That's well. You know. I think they earned it though. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like because there was a couple twists. There's a couple. You know what I mean? You see the spiral happen. And when we get to the ending where they put a bow on it, as you say, Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, we went through a lot to get here. You know what I'm saying? They did. Like, it wasn't just like, ta-da! It built up and built up and and clawed and scratched and clawed and scratched and clawed. And then when it finally got to that point, it was kind of just like, let him have it. You know what I'm saying? Like, go fine. Because at that point, there's a part of me that was hoping that that's what it was. Yeah, I didn't versus, want it to be anything versus else. Versus kind of just like, oh, that's what happened? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, we like the movie did a great job of making me want that. It deserves and, to be mentioned that the, the entire movie is told through computer screens. Mm-hmm. And this is the second and movie that, that I can think of. Dope. And it, And they do a really good job of it. And it proves that the, the other movie that I saw, do you remember what the name of the other movie was? Where it's like s- Status or something? Un, Status know. update, I don't something know. like that. I don't know. Anyway, the other one was a horror movie, which I enjoyed as well. Unfriend? Un, something like that. This one is uh, about John Cho, and uh, there's a 
devastating beginning of the movie. I mean, devastating. And then uh, he is going through his computer and discovering that he doesn't know as much as he thought he did about his own daughter. Mm -hmm. And it's great. It's pretty great. Um, Yeah, definitely worth a look. Yes. I like that one. Uh, My number five, Black Panther. Wait. Oh, yeah, you're right. Go ahead. Black Panther is my number five. It is firmly in my number five. It has shifted spots over the course of the year. Black, if, if Infinity War was an event and Infinity War is my number 10, Black Panther was an event. And it was an important way to start 2018. I saw it many times in the theater. I think I saw that four times. Yeah, it was, it was gorgeous every single time. I, yeah, Black How's Panthers. it aged for you? Black, uh, how's it aged? It hasn't even been a year, but I'm just saying like. Right. I, I can't say that I'm. Now that the hype has died down. Is I'm, I'm not, saying. I'm not chomping at the bit to rewatch it again right. and again and right. again. But I will remember what it was like to watch it the first time mm-hmm. and how, I mean, there are parts of it that I think of that I think I've just seen a zillion times because they were in all the commercials, they were on all the advertisements, the memes back of the action and, figures, yeah. yeah, the memes. And then there are parts that I forgot, like, man, I forgot how good that was. Like, Winston Duke in, yeah. that, mil- in that film yeah. is something else. I, M'Baku, leader of the Jabari tribe. Come on, man. Letitia Wright mm-hmm. is... Just something else. They're from another planet. Uh, and, and there's so much good stuff in that movie. And it was such an important event to see that movie. I was so excited. It was it probably the most sto- excited I could be. I think the story of all. Yeah. Like the story of the way. Well, it's on my list. So we it's, can just, when yeah. it gets to my, when it comes to me, I'll just. Black Panther is my number five. What's yours? Uh, I'm going number four. A Star is Born. Yay. That's a good one. Star is Born. Very, yeah, yeah. It was it's not one. quite a musical, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. kind of like a behind the music mm-hmm. kind of thing. It was a really powerful movie. With Jackson Maine, yeah, Bradley Cooper, Lady <sighs> Gaga kills it. Wow, she was great. All the acting was just really good. Sam Elliott, and it was great. Bradley Cooper was great. I, I, I'm not afraid to say it. As soon as the movie was over, I went home and I listened to a couple of the songs on the Yo, soundtrack. The, and they still, like, they the trigger me. I'm like, ah, yeah. When I hear the shallow to this day. I'm like, I feel my ch- yeah, yeah, my throat yeah, yeah. gets choked up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a very good movie. Like, that song still, because I heard it when I, I think I was in Macy's or something during the Christmas time. And it's like. I heard I heard Lady Gaga tell me something, but like, I'm like, oh, you have to play this while I'm in here trying on jeans, <laughs> trying on pants. Yo, turn this off, man. Yeah, you know you can't be off the deep end, about to dive in and never reach the ground while I got these. <laughs> while I'm trying these slacks on, I'm gonna need you to go somewhere else. I Yo, can't. my mom told me to see that movie, and in the in the history of my mom recommending movies to me, mm-hmm. it's usually not gone quite right right and she says oh you should go and see this movie i loved it and i went and saw the movie i was blubbering yeah it was great yeah it was very good like that movie absolutely Mm -hmm. what you got Uh, my number four paddington two okay now here's the thing i have heard that paddington one is good Mm -hmm. however i didn't take it seriously i know I didn't take it seriously because it's like, ah, whatever. That's just like the random one-off 
you know, it's got its own following. Maybe Paddington is just some brand that mm-hmm. people love. Yeah. It's like someone saying, the Yu-Gi-Oh! movie, and you've never seen <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you're like, whatever, Pokemon. Yeah. Like, I don't know. But have you heard about Paddington 2? I've heard that Paddington 2 was also good. Paddington but 2. But I heard it, but again, it's from an obscure, like, no, it's not like everybody's like, yo, Paddington. I know. I'm I'm as surprised as you are. Uh, Have you seen Paddington 1? Yes. Okay. It's good. It is good. It's good. Paddington 2 is on another level. It sounds ridiculous. As I say this out loud, and as I was making this list, trust me, I know, Paddington 2 was incredible. I've never seen a movie that is so meticulous and neat in terms of the way that it introduces things and then uses them thoughtfully, appropriately, at the correct time. Every, every Everything gets used. Everything fits. It's funny. It's heartfelt. It's colorful. You can watch it with Zuri. You can watch it by yourself. You can watch it with Alexis. You can... I, I mean, it just works for every audience. It is like... Someone made this perfect piece of media. Anyone's going to enjoy it. If you have neurons, you're going to enjoy it. Do you need to see Paddington 1? No. Really? You do not. You can just go right into Paddington 2. Definitely. Bear with galoshes on. Oddly enough, that's how I went. and a hat. I, I watched the so second one So you saw one Paddington 2 first because and then it, went to Paddington 1. Yeah, because, it, because it, what I was, you know, basically the idea that I had was everybody on the internet is trolling me. And there, there's this campaign that Paddington 2 is the greatest, and you should see it. So I thought, okay, whatever. So I got in there, and I watched it, and it was immediately accessible. I completely understood what was going on. Mm-hmm. Great, good, wonderful. And I went and I watched the first one thinking, well, if the second one was that good, then the first one... And the first one is very good, but the second one is it like on another level. On another level. No need to say anything else. I'm going to have to watch Paddington. I can't wait for you to watch that with your little your little girl. I mean, like, it, it's just so good. It's so good. And it is exactly what he needed when it came out. I, it's on my list. It's my top five. I see. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Number three for me is Black Panther. How could you not? Black Panther forever. Wakanda forever indeed. Yeah. We've already talked about it. Don't need to get into it. Mm-hmm. But you know, I will say this. When the Talon flew into the mountains and went through the mountains for the first time, and, you and got we to saw see Wakanda, Wakanda, I felt like the goosebump rush come over me. Yeah. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this is beautiful. Yeah. 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 Was, Very special thing. Yeah. And then, you know, the, just the little details about that just are meaningful to me. Like, there are a lot of parts that people talk about. People talk about Killmonger still. People talk about Forrest Whitaker still. You know, they there are... Stripped away. <laughs> yeah. The power of the, of black, the black Panther. Black Panther. Yeah. But, Street. but the little, the little anyway. details, you know, the little things that I think are my favorite elements... You know, the way that the Jabari come in and save, mm. or, or, you know, like the rhinos mm-hmm. and they like help out. Or the, mm-hmm. the Jabari save uh, folks in Infinity War. Witness the power I of just, the Jabari firsthand. Yeah. And just uh, Okoye, uh, I just, yeah, man, it was a re- really special. Yeah. Man, it, I, I think it's peppered with all the best stuff. Ryan Kugler did something really amazing. Mm-hmm. And, not single-handedly, of course, but in a way, he is the man responsible for making Marvel movies better. 
Because hmm. every other, Mar- I think every other Marvel movie has to be in awe of Black Panther and say, how do we do that? How do we make sure that the movie means something? I mean, it is definitely a standout for as far as me as far as story is concerned, yeah. story and meaning. Yeah, it's a standout. Yeah. I don't think there's much else except maybe Guardians of the Galaxy, st- like story wise, mm-hmm. like the the, the the relationship with the characters. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. But like, even Black Panther, still like on another level about what does this movie have to say? Yeah. I don't think any of the other Marvel movies from the MCU really have as much to say. Mm-mm. Agreed. So that's your number two? That is my number three. That's your number three. Mm-hmm. That's your number three. My number three is hereditary. Mm-hmm. Let me just jump in here right here. Yeah. My number two is hereditary. All right, so let's talk. Yeah. Hereditary is a horror movie. I, I, I wouldn't say that horror movies are my absolute favorite kind of movie. Me either. Although I have a, a, an appreciation. Uh, hereditary will unfortunately or fortunately never leave me yes never yeah um i have a friend who's really into horror movies she's seen a lot of stuff uh, that she really likes saw movies are uh, top for her she just loves horror movies she's never seen hereditary octavius she's coming over tomorrow and she's going to watch hereditary with me and timory she's never seen it i am so excited and I don't want to be there. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, it's just, it's so effective. Let me tell you something, man. I don't, I would not say that I'm a horror movie guy either. But like I said, movies that make me feel something, as I told you, mm-hmm. I saw the screening of Hereditary. Yeah. On three separate occasions in the movie theater, I contemplated standing up and walking out because of how uneasy and fearful I felt Mm -hmm. on a spiritual level. Mm -hmm. Not just like, oh man, the boogeyman, but like on a actual spiritual, I am a Christian, I believe in Jesus is Hereditary on Blu-ray? I don't know. When it, when this movie comes out, they better put that quote on the front <laughs> of the box. Octavius A. Newman says, on three separate occasions. <laughs> I considered standing up and walking out. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It was like that. I mean, and why, I was just like, man, I don't think I've ever been this scared mm-hmm. in a movie. And it's just one of those. Like, I, when you talk about being arrested, like someone... Like strapping you down to the chair and going, watch this. Yeah, there's just so many moments in that movie that are just so effective. Yeah, it like design is the rendering intent. Design is a job to do, and if the job of this movie was to make me think this or look at that or feel that way or be concerned about that or 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 be scared or look this way when it wants me to look that way or jump scare. I mean, it's just like bullseye, 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 bullseye. Like it hit every single thing mm-hmm. that I'm assuming he was trying to do. Mm-hmm. And so much so that as a grown man, I was like, I don't I don't think I want to be here anymore. Yeah. Yeah, it was beautiful, it was terrifying. The the conceit of the entire thing was was just pristine. I mean, the 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 house and the 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 way that the house is a part of the movie, the treehouse is terrifying. All of the scenes of Tony Collette talking about her mother and the she, way that it opens in the funeral. She deserves an award. Wow. 
Like wow. her, and she was, I don't think she was nominated for anything, which is nuts. Yeah. I. That's because the Academy looked at that and said, we're not getting close to Anybody that. Anybody trying to watch that? I'm not bringing that inside. I believe in Jesus. I'm not, payment is not on the red carpet tonight. Uh, no, sir. No. As far as me and my house in this Academy, we're going to serve the <laughs> Lord. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they're, they're out here being like, Bruce Almighty 3, you can come on in. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Hereditary is one of those things that I would tell you to grit your teeth, get you a hoodie and a weighted blanket, Mm -hmm. and watch Hereditary. If you like movies and you think that you are the kind of person who wants to experience, you know, really, really, really masterful storytelling. Yes. Then you have to go there. It just so happens that this is going to scare the hell out of me. But when you talk about directing storytelling and like pacing Mm -hmm. there's so many times where this 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 movie is just like running at top speed and like i said it doesn't let you go it's just like you're come this movie goes you're coming with me Mm -hmm. and you're just kind of like wait wait where are we going and the movie's just like shut up you know what I'm saying? Like, sit there, and I'm going to take you. I want you to go. And it stops so abruptly and just goes, sit with that. Mm-hmm. And then just walks off. And you're like, yo, yeah. don't do that again. Yeah, that movie lives under my skin. And it's really good. Really good. And and, and it's not like, you know how we, you, you we did we see, uh what was the, the joint with um last year that was really disturbing? But another horror movie? It, not really. Who's the guy who made Requiem for a Dream? Oh, Darren Aronofsky. Yeah. yeah. What was that movie? Mother. Mother. Mm-hmm. You saw Mother, right? Yes. So Mother was a a, a movie that was kind of just like, ah, uh, was it good? You're just like, uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's good. Mm-hmm. This is different. This is like, whoa, this is good. But- the thing about mother, I remember, is like, did you have a good time? It's just like, ah, I don't think no, I, I don't, yeah. no, I didn't actually. I think, I think Hereditary is similar. Like, did you have a good time? No, actually, I didn't have a good time. But it's not about me having fun, mm-hmm. you know. Like everything that's good isn't always like, yay. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's like, ugh, it's it a different emotion. Sucks. Yeah. But going back to Inside Out. Those are real emotions. You need those too. Yeah. And your ability to activate and tell stories that pluck on those emotions are a masterful thing. Agreed. Yeah. So that's your number two. My number two. My number two is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Okay. Um, so and I know what your number one is. Yes. That's my number one. Uh, I wrestled with this. Like really, really wrestled with this. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, I have seen Three times. I have as well. And it's, I'm ready to see it a fourth time. You know, that that's the best way yeah. that I could put this. Yeah. Like, that movie is so good. It's so meaningful. It is, as far as I'm concerned, my favorite Marvel movie. That's it. I, I got to say, as of right now, I would agree. And it's it just... I can't think of anything else that's better than that. Some people think... Some people treat it differently because it's animated. I no. have I have spoken to multiple people who have given me that shrug, like, mm, I don't do cartoons. But I don't understand, like, why... What, what's, up with, what's up with you? I don't get like, it. I, I do not get why, it. What, is it less than? Because... All I know is the only reason that it stands separated is because I have not seen a superhero movie... That was so perfectly executed, so thoughtfully done, the 
dialogue, the script, the way it looks, the way it sounds, the way it feels. Yeah. Every part of it is just... Score, soundtrack. It's just Illustration, joy. animation. It's just joy. And the down... The story. The, the lower parts, the sad parts, the, the frustrating parts, they just hit you. And the, it, man... I, it's just incredible. You know, when, when if someone asks me, why do I like comics? Why do I pick up comics every Wednesday? This is it. It's because I, I hope every Wednesday I pick up one of these. Yeah, which we don't, but nope. that's why this is so special. Because yeah. the, the big thing, and Adam got me this Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse art of the movie. Yeah. and Beautiful gonna, book. Gonna try, it's a art book. I'm going to try to find, hopefully you can hear me, this quote in the book. That I read. Yeah, this is uh, this is an art book. So there are concept art. There are character designs before it happens. You know what the cells and the environments and and every location looks like. And I I pre ordered this early in December when I saw that it was available because I knew you would like this, Octavius. And I did. You were correct. And here's one of the quotes that um, from Kristen Belson, Sony Pictures Animation president. Here's a quote. One of the key messages of the movie is that anyone can wear the mask. We all have the power and the responsibility. It's up to the future generation of this country to stand up and do the right thing. And that is like, yeah, that, that's kind of like the heart of at least like my, my youth up till now. Mm-hmm. Like that's what comic books are about. It's like, you can be the person who does the thing. You can be the person to make the change. Yeah. You can be the person with great power comes great responsibility. He's not talking to the white guy from Queens. <laughs> yeah. Only. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, person watching this movie, person who sees Miles Morales, person who sees Gwen, Spider-Gwen, person who sees Spider-Ham and Peter B. Parker and Peter Parker, which I think they call um, ultimate, I think the, the writers called that um, maximum or ultimate potential Spider-Man. Mm. Um, that's the way they refer to him when they were making the movie. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Spider-Man Noir. The whole point is like anyone can wear the mask. Mm-hmm. Anybody can be the thing that they need. You know, and this whole conversation of Miles having the spark, his dad seeing he's got the spark and you're special and you can do this and you know, you have this capability. And the reason why I push you so hard is because it's like the movie and comic books are talking to you. Mm-hmm. Reader, listener, watcher, you can you can have the shield. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can be the one to 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 be the king or of Wakanda. Like you can be the one to do this heroic stuff because it's the right thing to do, because you see it needs to be done. Yeah. And this movie does a really good job of going, Oh, that's what these stories are about. Mm-hmm. You should see smiles and go, Oh, me. Mm-hmm. I can do it. Yeah. You know, like I can be the thing. And when we see spider persona, hashtag spider persona, it seems like this movie has done a really good job of communicating and transcending like the toxic geek culture of like, well, technically Spider-Man doesn't have, and uh, you know, he can't like, no, 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 no. Like you're, you're missing, you're missing the point 
when you see hashtag spider persona, go look at that and see how people are designing and creating new spider personas. Yeah. Spider-Man is this, Spider-Man is that. People got it and they go, oh, I, when he says you, he's not just talking, it's not just figurative saying, I can wear the, me, mm-hmm. I can wear the mask. And then you got that kid next to you in the crowd who says, oh, I don't think they mean you specifically. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think it's more of a metaphor. It's like, <laughs> no, the, the directors of the Rise of the Movie are going, you, yeah. you can do it. Yeah. I, it's probably one of the best times I've had, like, just leaving there emotional and inspired and encouraged to be better. Yep. It made me go, oh, this makes me want to be better at everything, to do better, to, to, to achieve more. I can understand That's special. That. Yeah, and and I think it was the ultimate realization of what that character of of Spider Man can be is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, as and far as the whole a, thing about getting up, get up, Spider Man. Yeah, like I always get up. Yeah, the movie's talking to you. Get up, Spider Man. So don't miss it, Internet. You're Spider Man in the. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're the. If anyone can wear the mask, that means every time they say "get up, Spider Man," they're talking to you. Yeah. Get up. You can get up again. You have to get up. You always get up. You can yeah. move forward. You can do it again. Even though they're these horrible, terrible, overwhelmed. You got to think about the whole idea. And they do a great job with the vi- – I'm sorry, I'm going in. Like the visual representation. They make Spider-Man in this movie look so small. They do a good job making him look tiny Yeah. in comparison to how big Goblin is, how big Kingpin, Kingpin is, how big the city of New York is. I mean, he's even smaller than Gwen. Yeah. Miles is shorter than Gwen. Yeah. He's a tiny little guy. You know, it's like, what is, what is, like... That visual shorthand for this, the, the, he is against the world. Yes. He is so small, and he has so much potential. He has so much to, to, to prove and to do for himself, for his family, for his friends. And it wasn't easy. No, it was even the people not. who were on his team were like, "Bro, we see potential, but you don't have it now." Yeah, and it was like just the moment of because I saw this yesterday. He's like, "How do I know? You don't know. Yeah, it's a leap of faith. How do I know I won't mess it up again? It's a leap. Of you faith. don't. You yeah. know, it's like, oh, these guys are talking to me. Yeah, it's it's just it's so special." And if you're listening to this, you've probably seen Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I don't know what it is about this movie in particular, but I have been banging the drum on this movie on Twitter and on my Facebook, yep. like demanding people to go see this movie. I uh, hope no one wets, writes this off. It is it is easily my, my number two. I completely understand why it's your number one. Mm-hmm. It, it very well could be my number one. Um, but yeah. Your number one is Man Thing the movie? Hey, Thor Ragnarok, you had Man-Thing in the film, you, he, you could see his face, that, so that's a Man-Thing movie, it's my number one. Everything about all the money, about the money, Spider-Man. Yeah, uh, my number one is probably going to be a surprise. Uh, my number one is the movie Annihilation. Really? Yeah. I don't think I understood that movie. I watched it a few times. It is my... I wasn't around when Alien first came out. I had to catch up on that one. And by the time I saw Alien, Aliens 2, or Aliens and Alien 3, they were already out, right? So I was catching up. Right. So what I knew when I was a kid was, well, Aliens has the cool ones and the death and the cussing, 
And Alien is the slow-moving one with the art and the purpose. And so I didn't access that until I was a little bit older. Mm-hmm. Annihilation, I feel, is my alien. I do not understand this freaking movie. I and think that's the bi- that's the blocker for me. I get it. I get it. Because I watch it and I'm going, I'm into it. I'm into it. I mean, what is what is happening? Yeah, I get it. And then towards the end, you're just like, what? I think just happened. I think if you had interest in it in an idea like seated in your mind of of what to look for. Okay. You'll start putting some of those things together. Maybe and you I, I mean, to give you that. or anyone. Yeah. Maybe um, I need you to just give me that because I don't. Because I watched it going in blind the first time, not really knowing anything about it, knowing that it's based on a book, but apparently it's pretty radically different from the book. And yep. then I watch it. All I knew is Alex Garland made Ex Machina and I loved that movie. Yes. And I knew that the cast of this movie looked awesome. Uh, Natalie Portman and Tessa Thompson, Jennifer Jason Leigh, Gina Rodriguez. It was just an awesome movie. Oscar Isaac is in this one too. Um, The the feelings that I had watching the first one were so distorted and startled and uneasy, but moved and it was beautiful. And then watching watching it the first time and trying to put things together for myself and then reading a lot about intent and the the artist's vision and then watching it again and then watching it a third time and i loved it i'm i'm moved by it i i as a piece of science fiction this the reason that i compare it to alien is i think when people first saw alien that's the effect that they had like whoa we had to go to another world another dimension we needed to see something really surreal to learn something about ourselves our fear the thing like what we do to ourselves i think this is a movie about human beings propensity to destroy themselves and destroy like it's 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 about self-destruction it's about grief Mm -hmm. it's which I guess self-destruction is a, a part of grief. It's a sad movie and a scary movie. And if Spider-Verse is about all of the things that we have the potential to do that are great, this is more of a cautionary tale of the potential to do things that are awful that we do to ourselves. Mm-hmm. I, I can't really say why it just stuck with me in a way. It just lodged itself inside of my mind and never went away. And I watched it multiple times, and I'm still in awe of the way that it looks. The The casting for the film, I think, is really purposeful and important. It's like an all-female cast. And yeah. they're the scientists. They're the action heroes. Yeah. They're the people who are exploring and discovering and, and warding off danger. I, Annihilation is stuck with me in a way that I didn't expect it to. And never, ever, ever went away. And uh, I don't know why. But I, I stand for that movie. That's my number one. Like, okay. Annihilation is still there. And Spider-Verse is incredible. Absolutely amazing. Right. And I, I like, want Spider-Verse as an antidote for what Annihilation <laughs> gave for right. me. But, um, yeah, I, I, I cannot uh, uh, downplay how important the movie was to me. I liked it a lot. Yeah. yeah. That's my number one. So, Internet... Those are our lists. Those are a few of our favorite things of 2018. Mm-hmm. What are some of your favorite things? What are your favorite movies? What are your favorite TV shows? Your favorite comic books? Do you have a top 10 movie list? Do you have a top 10 TV list? Do you have recommendations for us? Let us know at Octavius A. Newman, at Adam Tedras, mm-hmm. at Comic Book Junto. You can send us emails, comicbookjunto at barefruit.com. That's B3ARFRUIT.com. Also, we haven't done this in a while. You can shoot us an email, 
215-948-2742. Again, 215-948-2742. If you leave us a voicemail, you may hear it on the show. So please don't mm-hmm. leave anything on the voicemail that you don't want on the show. Also, if you don't want it on the show, say it. Let us know. Very clearly. Yeah. But ultimately, if you don't want it to be on the show, if you don't want it to be something that we possibly use or, or put on or respond to, say that. Let yeah. us know. Yeah. Um, yeah, so get in contact with us. Let us know what your thoughts are. Let us know what your top 10 lists are and all those good things. Mm-hmm. And let us know what you thought of episode 100. Yeah, this one is a classic. CBJ, almost two-hour job. Long form. Um, but, you know, it is the end of the year. We want to get in as much as we can before the end of the year. It's been a hell of a year. And I know that Comic Book Junto was a really important escape a really important uh tool uh, like this 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 place where i could be where everything else didn't matter for a little while where we could just have a conversation between friends about the things that we like Mm -hmm. the things that we don't like making sense of everything and we did it with everybody who's listening right and that's no small thing so uh we hope that you have a great new year and we will see you in 2019 for episode 200 and uh or you know, or one or one oh one. We'll yeah. see what we got. One oh one. We see what we got in the chambers. Yeah. And uh yeah, and it's it's been a it's been a joy. This comic book junto has been a highlight of, of the year. Absolutely. For sure. So that's it. That's episode one hundred. We love y'all until twenty nineteen. Peace. <laughs>